0: And welcome to Mike's Open Journal, episode 44. Uh, And again, I'm very fortunate to be joined uh, by another guest. So, episode number 44, guest, will you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Mark, a Dutch blogger, culture and lifestyle blogger. And I talk about mental health quite frequently. And,
0: yeah,
1: I like blogging a lot.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, And I think that's... Um, I'm trying to think of how we actually started talking in the first place, Mark. Like, obviously, as everyone, it was through Twitter, but I can't think exactly.
1: I think it was around just before TalkMH was created, uh, introduced. Okay. Like, end of the summer or something.
0: Yeah, because I feel like there's a few things now um, that we're kind of both, uh, like involved with or take part in yeah, um totally. so like some of the twitter chats with um talk mh uh and i know you come on to um the mental health hour sometimes on the monday so yeah we both do that one um and obviously we'll come around to um daily focal in a bit which we're now both involved with so there's a few things that um we're kind of both uh I guess, like, involved with or interacting with. um, Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Which is really cool. Um, And, again, I think this is... uh, I was speaking to... I've spoken to a couple of people this week, actually, where um, it's really kind of that crossover of... Actually, we've talked quite a lot online, um, but all through, like, messages and stuff. So it's, like, the first time that I get a chance to, like, actually talk to you. Yeah,
1: yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's that's, been quite... Not strange, but remarkable. Yeah,
0: it is that. Like you say, it's not strange, but it's something like that. I don't know. It's where you've had all that interaction, but not actually had a chance to chat. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a cool chance for for me as well to um, find out a little bit more about you, other than just like your cool mark from Holland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and get a chance to delve a little bit more into that. So obviously, um, I know you. Um, kind of through twitter and then i found out bits and pieces about you through uh, like blogs um and articles that you've written and obviously you've started to do a podcast as well now um which yeah. is awesome so you're doing so much stuff um but can you kind of tell us a little bit about why you started to put your content online how your kind of website and your blog and things like that started up
1: yeah yeah so um my blog is is really my baby and it's just it started um, when i was f- first diagnosed with anxiety anxiety disorder mm. i needed to to do something to get my mind off of things so that that's when my blog started so and at the first it was only culture lifestyle nothing mental health related but then I just felt so uh, misunderstood and I felt so alone in in real life, so to speak. So I, sh- I started to write about how I felt. Not really in a article or story setting, but just writing my emotions down.
0: Yeah.
1: I was r- quite nervous and scared for the reactions uh, for several reasons. Because, you know, uh, mental health is a real um, big thing to talk about uh, uh, because a lot of people react in a way you didn't, don't want them to react it's it's a stigma it's it's a taboo so to speak Yeah. but when I s- spoke about it and I was a bit insecure about my English as well when I started but the reactions were just fantastic and I felt Really good talking about, it. and that's why I started talking about it more and more, and sort of documenting my well the di- the diagnosis I got I got uh, diagnosed depression and OCD mm-hmm. after that, and it, it really enabled me to let out my, my emotion my feelings more and be able to talk about it and and specific uh, specific with other men because i think it's rather difficult for us men to speak out sometimes
0: yeah do you feel um like kind of from what you were saying in that like once you had that diagnosis that that helped you understand what was going on a little bit more then
1: i'm going just going to be honest i had no idea what's happening to me and Mm. what, what was you know when you when you hear the word depression it's quite scary, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. just like the the like that language, like the word, um, is yeah scary.
1: Yeah, I know. And I, I didn't. I knew like this problem started. You know, well, I had a girlfriend, but she cheated, and then it all ended. And it was just a relation of three years. Mm. So I know that, that that was my trigger. I, I didn't feel happy. But I just thought, it's just a phase, you know, I have to get over her. But, you know, then the moment was there, I was over her, but I still still felt like shit, and I didn't know what it was. Hmm. But I never thought it was an anxiety disorder or OCD or depression, and I had no clue what it, what it was. Uh, and that was quite scary, but also... Uh, enabled me to read and learn more and more about it so just, mm. just, I wrote about my feelings but also started to uh, engage with other bloggers uh, read more on mental health and yeah. it really helped me uh, understand what I was going through and what uh, what could happen in, in the future and then that I could manage to live with it or overcome it so it was really important to read more
0: about it. Yeah, I think sometimes that's I guess like a missed part of having a diagnosis is that actually, like you say, by um having something that recognises or kind of identifies you as having um depression or OCD or anxiety or anything like that is that actually that kind of allows you um like an area to focus in on. So if you do want to go away and sort of read up and stuff, that's fine. Um, But actually for you, maybe going away and finding like uh, people that are writing or talking about their experience as someone that suffers with um, depression or whatever, mental illness, Um, Mm -hmm. that allows you to get a lot more, I guess, kind of information, but also feel a bit more, um, I suppose, like accepted um, in that there are other people talking about um, what they're going through and for you to um, not feel as alone, I guess, especially like you say, as a, as a a male, um, being affected by mental health, um, that can be quite isolating because you don't have, I wouldn't say we have the, the knowledge initially of, uh, mental health as much as, um, maybe some girls do, um, and it's definitely not a culture where it is kind of spoken about, so, I think that helps with regards to obviously like your awareness of what's going on with other people um but also to understand a little bit about what's going on with yourself and feel part of
1: mm.
0: i don't know about feel part of but just generally to feel less alone i think
1: yeah, you know the may you know it's very hard for people who don't suffer mm. uh to understand and uh to expect uh those people to understand is a whole another thing you know. But for me, the most important thing was if I just message you or DM to you on Twitter and I say, I feel very low, you know how I feel. Mm. And with people, uh, for example, my parents or my sister, when I feel that I have to give this whole introduction and I don't know whether they understand me or not. Yeah, And that that's the thing. If I say I feel sad, you know, okay, I you know you feel sad, you know what to say, what not to say you can comfort me. You need these things are so important and it doesn't matter what makes me feel like that, but just knowing people understand mm. and be there for me. That's just, a hit. Uh, I think one of the most positive things about having uh, this community.
0: Yeah. I think exactly what you said is one of the things that I know I've really struggled with is that, that kind of the first bit about the conversation so you know that or you ha- or oh, I don't know you know but you have a good idea when you're talking to someone or you've spoken to someone online um, about your mental health and your situation that firstly um, you feel like they get it more um yeah because i think a lot of the time we're talking to other people that have been affected not necessarily by the same illness but by something in relation to mental health yeah um they've either experienced it before or they're experiencing it now so we um i think we kind of we almost um i don't know not give them more credit but we associate more value with um that person's response so if that person says oh like i'm thinking of you like big hugs that will mean a lot more to us than um somebody that hasn't experienced mental health um who could say exactly the same thing and sometimes it's the way we take it as much as the the meaning behind the person saying it i think Um, Mm -hmm. because i know that's something that i definitely do i'll definitely feel more um I feel more like, if you sent me a message, say, I will feel more like you understand what's going on and you're being more supportive than if I had a message from somebody else that um, I know, but I don't think they fully understand what's going on. Um, and you could have both said exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes that's within us as well. Um, but I, I I do get that that um, that idea that there's such a... A great community out there That you get to be part of um, Because of um, Those online Kind of communications And actually the huge Importance I think that plays um, For so many of us Um, And I do I don't know what kind of information And support and stuff You've been um, Offered by um, Professionals in your country But I know for me Nothing is ever mentioned About like Talking to other people online About like What you're going through um whereas I feel like that's actually been like the most beneficial thing for me
1: yeah I I think um well I I I hear I hear a lot of complaints about the mental health service in in the UK uh but I feel like here in the Netherlands it's even worse like it's not really um I don't want to say recognized but it's just very small and not really official yeah so, um, so when I said I, uh, I have a blog and I, th- and I talk about mental health, they were like, "Are you sure you should do that?" And mm. sure, you should talk with these people. You have never seen them, and, and I said, "Yeah, but some of these people are my, f- they are just my friends, and mm. I have some of my are my closest friends, and I trust them with everything." And uh, one of the, um, the things that really helped me because a lot of people don't understand the depth. Of the situation so mm. they can appreciate yeah um for example my friends really struggle with it so they can appreciate the fact that i can't go out at the moment or thing but if i were to say no i can't get up my bed i can't leave my home they would say oh what if we came and get you yeah. so uh, they don't really understand the depth mm. um and At the beginning, I really struggled with relationships as well, real life. But the thing uh, I have experienced now is because I have all got you friends online, which I talk about, uh, talk with a lot, my relationships in real life have improved as well. Yeah. Because the frustration of not understanding on one side and expecting people to understand is less because I have all these great friends online who understand. Me. And then frustration is less with people in real life, and then I think that's very beneficial of this community. And I think uh, I've never heard a tel- therapist say it's very good to talk to people online yeah. or anything. They have always said, "Are you sure this is the right way to go? Continue mm-hmm. to go forward." But I say those people are really helped me and now they have accepted after a few months but they never really uh, reach out to me and say yeah that's a good thing to do mm. you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly I think, I think there's a couple of things in there I think firstly like yes there's loads and loads of complaints about um the the national health service in the uk um and i think it was quite interesting i think it was this week where um on the the mental health hour chat i think it was this week where we spoke about the nhs and um
1: yeah and yeah sorry.
0: right and uh yeah like while there's loads of complaints there's lots of things that could be done better actually i think it's also about recognizing that we are very fortunate to have that type of service where there is free access to um support information um appointments um for some people medication as well um so i think that's really important to recognize especially when we are in the situation where like i've spoken to people before um in america where um that situation is very different um and obviously like you say for you um particularly around mental health where that's maybe viewed in a very different way in other countries um so i think it is about kind of recognizing the benefit that we have from being in this country and that type of support yes it's not perfect but it's a lot better than it is in some other places um but yeah i think when you're talking about um kind of sharing personal stuff online. I think that's on one hand, I think it's really good. I think they should be like, yes, are you sure you want to share it? Um, because it's a lot of personal information. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we are in a situation where we are quite vulnerable in terms of, um, like our feelings, our emotions are, um, to some extent, and essentially it's part of the illness are out of control. Mm-hmm. um and so i do think like we are more vulnerable to um i guess like someone taking advantage of you or someone um or, or us having like a negative impact on something someone says um but again i think for me that's more about kind of being aware recognizing do you know what like not everyone's going to like you not everyone's going to like the things you say but actually the the support system that's out there for those of us that really do struggle with like you say when we struggle with relationships in our let's in brackets real life yeah um i think it's a great way for us to get used to talking about what's going on to um be able to talk to other people that that understand and to gradually build up relationships i think particularly with um, people that do become quite isolated, and I've spoken to people before where they are in the situation where, um, like, they can't um, go out, and they do they've stayed within their um, home environment for a number of days, mm-hmm. weeks, months, um, and actually by talking to people online and creating those relationships, that's that is essentially allowing them to like remain human to some extent.
1: Yeah, I think. yeah, I think you know. You have to also, always have, you have to be careful, you know, when you you start uh, share stuff online. Mm. You should be aware of the risks. But I I feel like that the relationships I have built with the people online uh, within the mental health community, so to, so to say, mm. it's it's also built on trust. Yeah, I, I trust those people because I don't only share my 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 story. But they share theirs. Yeah. And that creates a connection, very strong connection for uh, a bond. Um, I think that really helps uh, with how aware and uh, it will, how safe you are on the internet. Yeah. And, well, what you say about relationships, like if I uh, had an argument with people, like with my father or so, yeah, um, he can't make distinction when it's my mental health spe- speaking and when it's just me being mad at mm-hmm. him yeah and with if i uh, spoke with someone online with a mental health background they can say okay this is just you being very angry or stupid or anything and this is your anxious brain speaking
0: yeah
1: and i think that is very well it helps me a lot because then I know when I have uh, done something wrong or not. And that that distinction can't be made when I'm arguing with my parents (laughs) or classmates or whatever, then it's very hard to make a distinction between logical thoughts and illogical thoughts sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think Uh, like even in the examples you're giving, I think we wouldn't recognize that in the moment. Um, yeah. and that is part that's part of the illness um so it's having like you say those people that are around that are able to say like um yeah okay so maybe you do think that um but like do you think you're going to think that in like five minutes or in ten minutes um, and maybe there's maybe there is something that you're, you're really not happy with, but actually it's something that we can change or we can talk about, um, rather than the way that your mind is kind of leading you to at the moment. So I think that's, that's part of being able to have that open conversation, which, um, sometimes it is easier to have that online. And I think a big part of that is again, for me, um, knowing that, um, like if I'm talking to you or, um, to Rich, um, like I'm talking to other guys that yeah. I've spoken to before that, um, like they know what's going on, um, and they understand whereas if I was talking to, um, like some of my, like, again, in brackets for real life, oh, I need a better terminology of that. I don't know. Like
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there needs to
0: be a better thing. Um, that um yeah if i was talking to them i wouldn't feel as comfortable talking about certain stuff i wouldn't give as much credit to any response that they had um and i also wouldn't feel i'd be unsure as to what they knew um and Mm. i wouldn't feel i i would struggle to like sit down and say right um so i've been feeling like this whereas with you guys i'm like I know you know. I know if I post something um, that you might read it. I know even if you haven't read it, you kind of know where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas I think with friends, you sometimes end up, or I guess family as well, you end up in that situation where you haven't necessarily had that conversation. Um, and it's really difficult to bring up for the first time um so my again oh, damn it i need to think of a better word my in real life friends the ones that yeah. i am able to talk to a bit more are people that i specifically know have read stuff i've posted um yeah. so while i haven't been talking directly to them i uh, like i know that they've got a bit more of an idea um and people that i don't know or i'm not sure that have read anything Um, I'm very reluctant to talk to because it's that first bit that I I really don't feel comfortable with, like saying, Mm. Oh, so in like the last couple of years, this is how I felt. These are some of the things that have happened. Um, like I'm just not comfortable doing that. And I think that is a real barrier to, to us when we are talking about our like friends and our family that we've known for an extended period of time.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is. It's just a hard thing. Um, think over the first bump so to speak yeah so uh, so my friends my real life friends <laughs> uh, this is our me, challenge
0: for the weekend yeah, you've got to come up with a better
1: <laughs> oh you know worse oh no well, yeah. but my friends yeah um, they know. yes I, I no, not forced them but I, I made them read one post where I explain how it feels for me every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and some some friends yeah, react in a way of, yeah, just go for a walk, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But that's mainly ignorance, I think, because mm. not a lot of people are ed- educated on the matter.
0: Yeah.
1: And the others... They are they are very appreciative and they ask ask me in a regular basis how are you going, how are you feeling, but it's still not that easy for me to talk uh, about it. Yeah,
0: I think that's really cool though that you've um, let's say asked and not forced. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <that you've, laughs> Sit down. Either. Read it. You will read it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um is that um like you've had the confidence to say to your friends, Look, I'm going through something. Can I just really appreciate if you like spend a couple of minutes on, on reading um like something that I've put together and it, it explains a little bit more about what I'm going through. And that's really cool. Like that's really um I think that's really brave. Um and it's really quite a good way to communicate what's going on with your friends as well um and i think we get caught up in this idea that people won't get it and actually for you to have written a post in the first place is amazing um but then to actually say do you know what i've written this and i really want these are the these are my friends like i want to have that good relationship with them and i feel like they need to they need to know this to yeah. Understand what's going on, to actually have the confidence to say, like, actually, can you can you read it rather than, you know, what? Well, it's quite easy for us to go away and say, oh yeah, it, no one really gets me, um, but you're like, actually, I want them to understand what's going on, so I ask them to read it. So I think that's a really cool thing, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I just I just try to be very open. So um, it's I I I think that I owe it to my friends and family or the people close to me Hmm. that they at least have the knowledge of my mental health uh, condition yeah Um, sometimes it works out great and people are very supportive and sometimes it works out terrible Uh, yeah that's kind of the risk but I think my friends which I speak to every day um yeah, they just uh, deserve uh, to know how I feel. And um, if they can't uh, speak about it or don't understand or don't feel comfortable, that's okay. But they know how things, how serious things are at mm. times. I think that's a very good thing for me personally. So I have a... Uh, how do you call it? Like a backup yeah. when I feel very isolated. Uh, they know There's what's going around. on. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I know there are people who are supporting me, even when my brain tells me there are not.
0: Mm. That's good. And I think that's it fits into that idea that we do need sometimes lots of different groups of people. Um, sometimes we'll feel more relaxed to talk about certain things to um <laughs> to certain people and i think that helps <laughs> yeah. um like you said you're never going to be able to talk oh, i don't know i think it's unlikely that you're going to be able to talk openly about everything to everyone or feel comfortable sure. in that way so the more people you've got around you i think that that helps and again for me that's another reason why um having those people online definitely kind of opens up yeah
1: sure.
0: um your support network for the, lack of a better word. I think, no, that is yeah. a good word. Yeah. What, no? <laughs> um, so that's good for me. Uh, so yeah, so, um, I think we're gonna, I'm gonna try and sort of touch on a few different topics. Um, cause yeah, it's the sure. first time, um, uh, you've come on the podcast and it will not be the last. <laughs> um, so um, obviously, you've got uh, a lot of content online and we've had loads of conversations around mental health, but I know you talk on your website about a few other things. I don't know if you want to mention those because I know you're quite passionate about a particular sport as well.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, well um, oh, it's fair to say that I'm a, f- a football addict. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, and if you don't know that, I don't think you know me well enough. <laughs> if you don't know that, you don't follow Mark on Twitter. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, I try to keep uh, football at a minimum on my blog. Yeah. So, but um, uh, Because you know, when I talk about football, it's pure emotion. There's nothing logical or rational about it. Yeah. Um, well, I've been to the UK quite some times to see actual football matches. I've seen over 200 stadiums.
0: Whoa! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's to say I'm addicted.
0: Oh my gosh, I think... Oh my god. I feel like I've probably seen like four or five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just... yeah, it's just, This is my passion and yeah. um, not only love. do I love to see the You know, the actual matches, but I love how supporters are are involved with their clubs. I love how, you know, one of the things I love is is to go to a semi-professional ground and just be freezing my toes off and just enjoying a pie. So that's that's, that's one of the things you can't explain. It's just in you and it, it fills me with joy. It's just amazing and that the whole match day football culture experience is what I love and that's why
0: that's really cool to hear though it's not like I mean I would get the like going along to like massive stadiums where you've got a big following because you've got kind of the amazing sound and atmosphere that's created and you're part of um, a huge number of people and you get to see like if nothing else an amazing structure in some of those stadiums Mm. and arenas but like you say actually there's a huge feeling that you can get from um like the amateur and semi-pro grounds where
1: yeah sure
0: the conditions can be quite horrendous but it's actually a part it's kind. that's kind of part of it um and you do feel a bit more like it's a it is a community of a lot, a lot more of the time. It's it's like local people. It is a community rather than the big branded teams that you're going to get um, in top leagues.
1: Yeah. So so what? Uh, I also enjoy to go into big matches like mm. a derby on in the Premier League. But yeah. when you go to like National League North or South. Yeah. So then you go back to the, the essential things about visiting a football match, mm. you have obviously got the game. You got the people involved with the club. No matter if you are playing the top or the bottom, they are they are in love and with the club and will do anything. The supporters will do anything for their club, and that's that's a pure, that's a raw thing about what I think a football club should be. Doesn't matter if you go up the ladder and go to the Championship, Premier League. The, the essence of your football club should be the people involved with you and not the brands or the money-making or stuff. Mm. And, well, there's this whole movement against modern football. But I think you should treat the people not as customers but as the foundation of your club. The mm. so people who, who visit your your ground or stadium are the foundation. Without fans, football is nothing. Mm. And that's why I love to, to visit the raw and the pureness uh, of those lower league grounds.
0: Hmm, that's really cool. I think I the, the one place that I feel like would be amazing to go for atmosphere. Um, the one place that I'd be really interested to go would be to um, the uh, Borussia Dortmund stadium.
1: Oh, that, that's quite. That's like an hour drive from where I live. Is it? yeah it's, it's amazing if you are if you found yourself ever in in the Netherlands or in Germany yeah we must go there because I've been there over 20 times yeah I think, uh, so it's so it's amazing but I definitely know how you feel about visiting that stadium
0: yeah it's great that would be that would be the one place that I'll be like yeah, I would just go there just to like get to be part of that environment for two yeah. hours. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be the one place that I would like. I would travel for for that. I think, um, just because it looks so good. <sighs> oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, uh, more recently. Um, yeah. You have also joined in with our, the Daily Focal team. Yes. Um, where we talk on a range of different things. Um, so uh, for me, like I find that quite interesting in that um, it's a way to be part of... It's, oh, I, oh, I had a really good comparison the other day. Um, okay. We're blogging, like most of the time you're on your own because you're writing your own stuff. Yes. we um, Where's oh maybe it's like a relay maybe that was it yeah. um so like if you run like 100 or 200 meters like that's a solo sport whereas yeah. then when you're part of like a relay like you're part of a team so um projects like daily focal actually give you a chance to like continue to do that solo blogging stuff but actually be part of a team where you talk about ideas and hear about some of the stuff that other people are doing um so for me that's like part of why I find it interesting. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about what you are maybe hoping to write about or what you think about the project.
1: Well, um, it was <laughs> I was talking to Harry. Yeah, and 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 I was talking about Daily Focal, and he just encouraged me. Oh, well, if you your your blog your blog is great, and just just contact uh, Daily Focal. Uh, well, I did that and. I pitched some ideas and I've just uh, submitted my first article. Oh, okay. So, so uh, I think it should be in the next week or so when it will be released to the world. And, uh, you know, I'm quite nervous, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's going to be good. I think, yeah. um, um, what I love about it is that I, uh, you know, mental health is a topic uh, uh, discussed by uh, several bloggers, mm. but my articles um, are different from what my usual usual content is. Yes, yes. So that so that's uh, a thing I really like because I can grow in in writing and blogging. Yeah, and um, explore other interests of me. Yeah. So I wrote. Quite uh, the first article was quite well um, different because I'm a Dutch blogger, so I can I look from the things of the outside to the UK, and I wanted to uh, say some things about the beauty of the UK. So that's what my first post was all about. What Mm. are the big uh, positive things I see for as an outsider from the UK?
0: Yeah,
1: and it's great to be a part of a you know, a collective of bloggers and see so many talents where uh, so many different writing styles, so many different expressions. Um, t- see sides of persons and bloggers and communities I have never seen before. And that allows me to grow as a blogger, as a person as well. I think, and this, this gives me a platform to grow so that's I think it's really cool
0: I think yeah I agree like kind of similar for me in that it's that chance to to write about something that's slightly different to what you would usually write about um, and have that chance to kind of share ideas um, and hear ideas from other people as well it's pretty yeah. cool because I've had a couple of times where I've been like oh this would be a really cool thing to write but it's not really for me like would anyone else be wanting to write that um i think i've done that a couple of like i think literally twice where i've said oh these this would be something really cool to write but it's not really something that i would want to write about um but yeah it's quite it is it is interesting being kind of part of a team um like i don't know where like the project will go in the future but i think for right now um like it's really cool to to be part of that team and to like you say get to talk to other people that are Um, involved in blogging in different categories and genres as well Um, and I've been really pleased with um, posts that aren't specifically like mental health but still have mental health language or type of content within them um, which is really cool I've seen some um, like travel and fashion pieces where there are elements of mental health within them and I think that's really cool as mental health starts to um, really become more integrated within other topics as well.
1: Yeah, and sure. That, that, I think that's very important that that those things, uh, as you said, uh, become more integrated in in in, in, in post posts, but also just in general. So yeah. that's not a, a it's not a big big thing to talk about every yeah. day, you know. And and you can write, and that that's also a thing for people. We, are, we feel comfortable uh, talking about our mental health completely, mm. but there are people who are not ready for it. Yeah, And to read some travel posts where mental health is mentioned a bit, that can help people to talk about it or, mm. or write about it or whatever, feel more comfortable, like, okay. Because sometimes I think reading mental health posts can be very frightening as well. Yeah. Because uh, when I, uh, my OCD is not as well as disrupting as as many people write about, so yeah. I, I, at the beginning I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm just.
0: You don't associate with it as much, do you?
1: No, no. Associate is, is a big word. But I just feel like my OCD is not as disrupting, so it isn't important mm. because other people have it, have it more tough have it tougher so I started to belittle my OCD
0: yeah
1: started to neglecting it and to for example if you read those posts on Daily Focus yeah. is just also an introduction for people who feel that their mental illness or health issue is belittled that yeah. they can just open up about it more they have mm-hmm. don't have to be ashamed of or feel scared about it I think that's great.
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, and obviously, another new project for you is podcasting as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how, how is that gone?
1: <laughs> oh, it, well, it's very awkward at the beginning. It was very awkward. So, I just feel okay. I have a podcast, but it must be. In, in addition to other stuff I do. Yeah. So it must not, uh, I don't want to talk about the exact same things I do on my blog because people can yeah, I write it on your blog. Yeah. So I started to just um, talk about how my week was and the things in the news or football or, you know, the American election I've talked about. Yeah. S- s- things, and I think it's growing on me. Like I have two podcast episodes, right. I have to edit them and then they go up. Yeah. But it's really a fantastic experience and something whole new, new tech technique. Tech. Uh, i do not sure how to explain it, but it's, it's really satisfying when people listen to it and they don't think your voice is weird or you don't, you speak uh, clearly or your topics are good. You, yeah. You know that, it's really satisfying gives you a sense of uh, accomplishment
0: yeah i think there's another um because it's like a different way to communicate as well like it's great when uh you write something and someone says something positive about it um but i think also the fact that you are like it's you talking and other people are like oh I'm happy to like listen to you talk and I like the stuff you talk about and I think it's another uh, it's not better than but it's another type of um kind of communication to things like blogging um and it's another way to to interact with people sometimes it's the same people sometimes it's different people um to what would read your blog but um I I def- it's a it's a different way to communicate and there are definitely different... Oh, oh damn it. Things. <laughs> um, <laughs> things that uh, make that happen. So um, for me, I really like that, um, like sometimes I'll do like a short episode where it's just me chatting, but a lot yeah. of the time it's actually about like me getting to, to like sit down and have a chat with somebody else. Um, and while there are like... Sp- like topics that we'll try to keep to. So, like today, we found out a bit about you mm. and some of the things that you're interested in. But actually, yeah. it's still just us like sat here having a chat. Um, it's not. I don't really consider it to be like an interview. It's just like two of us sat down talking. Yeah,
1: exactly. Totally. Um,
0: and that's the thing that I really like about it is that um, it's a chance for for me and for you to have a chat. But also looking at the fact that, like you say, if, if someone is affected by um, predominantly a lot of the stuff I talk about is mental health. So if someone is affected yeah. by mental health, it's a chance for them to, to listen in and not have to, um, you don't have to like comment on the blog or comment on the podcast or um, come on. Like you can just listen to stuff and be involved in that way. Um, yeah. And it's a great way to pick up sometimes tips sometimes to feel like you're not alone um sometimes again just to feed into that idea that we are all part of of a community um or sometimes it's just because they want to find out a little bit more about the guest that comes on um so uh that works as well um in that they just want to know a little bit more about you uh so it's just yeah i really like the fact it's just another way to kind of communicate with people um and have that opportunity to um talk find out a bit more about someone and about their journey and what they go through um and then obviously at later stages um just chat about general topics as well
1: yeah i you know it's funny that you say uh, like that you can well i i listened to your podcast with hannah yeah and uh apart from the uh, well the little part she mentioned my name yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was, I, I, oh, yeah, I was not dancing or anything, but I was like, "Yeah, oh, you were. Yeah, you, <laughs> you were." <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just great to hear the voices and just get to, to know the person a bit better. Hmm. Uh, just know having little jokes or just a way of talking uh, it's not always always that serious It's all it can also be fun and yeah. it's good to learn to know the persons behind the blogger yeah uh, so to speak mm. so that's that's cool and um that's why i, I love the series uh, because you get to know a bit more about the person yeah and then you get a more complete thing, and I think that's great. And also, um, well, the meetups—you know—they're going to be yes uh, meetups, uh, and that's that's great. And that just it becomes more of a person than just a online friend. So it's yeah, good.
0: yeah, we get to that um, real life thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, real-life friends. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're now real-life friends. woo um, So, yeah, I you're thinking of coming along to the April one, aren't you, to um, the TalkMH
1: meet-up? I have to. I have to. Because people w- won't, won't be friends with me anymore
0: if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, you didn't come. No. <laughs> no.
1: No. Um, you know, London is very accessible for me. Uh, a lot of flights, uh, cheaper flights as well. Uh, and I think it's it's cool because uh, are, I know uh, Louise is thinking coming from Scotland. I know Laura Claley from Northern Ireland. yeah so uh, also people from a bit farther are um, are thinking of coming, and that that's great because mm, that's really cool. I mean, I mean, it just, I think it's great i I'm a Dutch blogger and I'm coming to a meetup in, in Great Britain in the UK and meet all these people who have helped me so much through yeah. the weeks uh, through months and I have helped them too yeah. uh, well that's that's what they made me believe anyway <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's great and that's just what I also want. You know, you know that you are there. Mm. You have talked about it, but seeing each other and physically being there, yeah, I think it just be, will just be great to have all each other, and it will be one feast of hugs and oh. emotional things That'd and tears so and what. Well, I can't wait for it. Yeah.
0: I think when it gets um, when it gets a bit nearer to the time, I think I'm going to look at possibly trying to stay um, like overnight one of the nights. Um, because I'm like there's gonna be so many people there that like I wanna to talk to and spend time with. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think there's gonna be enough time. So I think I'm gonna be tempted to have a look at staying overnight. Um So I think...
1: I I'll be there. I will be there from Friday until Monday because I'm not going to London for just a couple of hours. No. I just want to Well when I went
0: when I went to the one in Manchester I yeah. went Saturday to Monday yeah um so yeah i'm i yeah i don't know i'm gonna have a look i will almost definitely uh, it's london so i will almost definitely try to see if i can find a hostel again because that was really cool up in manchester like it was a lot cheaper than the hotel and i got to be like city center which was pretty good so um
1: yeah I, I just have to see what accommodation i'm going to find but we'll all we'll be good no i i think um yeah, I know. I think uh, other people who come from just sort far away.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Have to stay too, and yeah. you, can, you know, you can all also you can make arrangements together or do stuff together. Yeah, I think it will be great.
0: Because, like, I, like you said, like well, there's a few people I know um, for Laura and Louise. They're definitely get the like, same as you. Like, they're going to have to stay overnight because yeah. of the travel and stuff. So, I know there's going to be people there that are. Like there for a bit longer, and you're like, "Oh my god! Like I need to see these people. Yeah. Um, so many hugs. H- yeah. Um, <laughs> so one big hug. Yeah. Oh, all weekend. Um. So yeah, that's definitely something to look into. Definitely something that um need to put more thought into after after the new year. Um. So one of the things um I'm also gonna be looking at doing um somewhere this month possibly. Yeah. is I'm going to have a think about trying to do uh, like a, a podcast where I get a few people together and we maybe have a little bit of a chat about... Um, 2016 and do like some general topics kind of oh, like, that's great kind of like you do on your podcast where we don't necessarily talk about ourselves as much although we can do um mm-hmm. but we maybe look at like kind of an end of year review or something like that so I'm thinking about doing that um so I'll let you know um when I'm looking to do that because that will almost well I'll definitely do it on a weekend again um yeah. just so it opens up like the opportunity for other people to be involved and I feel like um like it's a bit more relaxing like you're not rushed for like i've just got in from work or or uni or study or whatever Mm. i've not got to like cram some food in my face so yeah yeah um i'm thinking of doing that um towards the end of the month but i'll I'll have a think about um when i'm free and see if a few people want to come on because i'd really like to do um like a group of people it's going to be hard to um like I don't know. It'll be really cool. It'll be really cool to to have a few people on and do a bit of a, an end of year wrap up. Um, oh,
1: that's cool. It's a good so,
0: idea. Yeah. So I'm going to have a think about that. Um, like I say, I think it'll be slightly different as well. Just to have a little bit of a a look back at some of the stuff that's gone on this year. Um, and I know you'll have some views on that.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'll definitely let her have some <laughs> views. <laughs>
0: um so yeah <laughs> oh there's been yeah it's been a strange for the strange old year
1: um, yeah it has been a very strange year but you got to have an opinion on this year oh
0: yeah there's
1: there yeah. no other option
0: there's so many different things like that you'll have an opinion on something that's for sure
1: yeah sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear oh dear dear. um so yeah i'll let you know um when i get around to to organizing that one yes because that will be quite cool um i've got to say um english is not your first language mark but at no stage have i struggled to understand you and i don't think you've struggled to understand me which has has led me to one question is that how many languages do you speak
1: oh dear oh okay well um Dutch, obviously. Yep. Um, oh, you got is a local dialect, but yeah, that's is something between a dialect and a language. Okay. I'm, I'm fluent. Oh, I think I'm rather fluent in English. Yep. Um, German, German. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, then I've got basic knowledge of French. Um, I did Latin. Um. I know a bit of that's like the Basque country uh, mm-hmm. language. Yeah. Uh, well, my mother, my, mom, my mom is from Tanzania and East Africa, so I've got basic knowledge of Swahili.
0: I feel so uneducated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning Welsh at the moment.
0: Oh my God.
1: Uh, my, grand, my, grand, my grandfather was Welsh, so okay. that's the reason. But yeah, let's stick (laughs) to English then, okay?
0: (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. In my mind, I was kind of expecting like three, possibly four. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if you've posted something before.
1: I was not expecting a list. Wow. This is because we are Dutch, right? And we are a country that adapts to everything. Mm. So we have to talk German. Obviously, Germany is big. And well... Back in the day, in the yeah, they uh, well, they confiscated us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You put that very friendly,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 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 But yeah, Belgium, the the half of Belgium speaks French, so those two languages are very important. English, obviously, because well, you know, everyone talks English uh, nowadays. Um, yeah, and Latin. Yeah, it's, it's a dead language. I don't know why I took it, but I did learn it. Mm. So I'm a I have a degree in history, so Latin was very convenient. Oh, uh, wow! And now and now I'm a student of arts and culture, so Latin is still quite handy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of language there. There's definitely a lot of language.
1: Jesus. Jesus. Wow. When when I come to the meetup uh, at Hyde Park, English is just enough?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine coming over to Britain and you be the only one that can speak Welsh?
1: (laughs) Oh, that would be great. Now, I know Laura, Laura Burton... She's from
0: Welsh. She can speak fluent. Okay, you can speak Welsh to someone. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Cool thing. Um, if uh, if anyone wants to find out a little bit more about you, Mark, other than all the languages that you speak, um, what are your kind of your website links and social media and stuff like that?
1: So this is quite fun. But I just got my own domain. And that's good for you all listeners because my previous one was not too... Was
0: it wordy? Yeah. Yeah. But this
1: one is uh, www.obuggerall.com. That is my... uh, Nice and
0: simple. We like that.
1: Yeah. O is with with O-H and then buggerall.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram... Uh, on Lambert's Mark. So L-A-M-B-E-R-T-S-M-A-R-C. Cool. And
0: uh, as always, you can find information about the podcast over at mikesopenjournal.com and on Twitter at open underscore journal underscore or um, everything including the rubbish that I talk about at Mike underscore Douglas underscore... I do have. I don't know if you find this, Mark. I've got a Facebook page for the podcast, and it is very quiet. Um, There's not lots of love on Facebook.
1: Um, Yeah, I I I don't do Facebook uh, as much anymore. No, I don't. With my blog and stuff,
0: I don't even do it a lot. For as me,
1: (laughs) no. I since I started blogging, Facebook has been very, very quiet and twitter has been lit so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's all about the twitter life (laughs) yeah
1: hashtag twitter life yes
0: twitter is life
1: yeah i need a shirt or a hoodie like that says that yes
0: yes need to be like twitter life t-shirt
1: buddies yeah (laughs) cool that that would be an awesome picture
0: something to aim for there's got to be a shop in london somewhere that's like that have to be yeah well um thanks very much for coming on mark uh i've really enjoyed talking to you um and it has been it's been great to find out a little bit more about you um rather than just like the tweets and stuff um, yeah thank
1: you for having me <laughs> <And> it was...
0: <laughs> it's been cool and we will talk again soon i expect us to do <laughs> yes we definitely will um, okay all right then see you soon bye bye bye